Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Taking Care of Business. Today we're following up on one of our segments, which is Agent Stories, and I'm joined by one of our senior commercial real estate consultants, Jade Simpson. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Jade is one of our senior agents, so just to explain a little bit, to become a senior agent in the business, it means that you've uh, what we call build uh, a certain uh, a certain amount of money within the business in a certain time frame. So the reason I give a background is Jade is a senior consultant, which means that she's extremely successful, I'd say, and experienced in the commercial world. So hopefully we'll have some uh, some some good insights and um, some good experience sharing from you. I hope so. But before we got to that, where did you start your career? even before real estate, and then what made you get into real estate? So previously I was working in events and it was a bit of a funny story actually. I went to a dinner party um, and one of my friends had bought a date with them and we were chatting and he was a real estate agent in central London and he said to me, have you ever thought about being an estate agent? And at the time I was sort of a little bit fed up of where I was at with uh, the events business and things like that. And I said, no, I've never really thought about it. And he said, I think you should go for it. You know, you're very good with people. You're very confident. I think you could, you know, you do well. So uh, literally a week later, he got me an interview. I had an interview and I got the job and I started out in residential lettings in central London and then progressed quite quickly into residential sales. So I was working in central London for a long time, um, and, I, and I absolutely loved it, to be honest with you. It was a real good experience. It really opened my eyes to, you know, the opportunity that, you know... Wow, well, what offered. a story. I think, did they call that a sliding doors it was, moment, honestly, if it wasn't for that, it, it that really fellow was, at that time? It really was so strange. And then when I moved, well, I was actually on holiday over here at the time, and one of my friends was working in real estate, and she said, you know, why don't you come over here, like, move over here? And at the time, I remember thinking to myself, oh, you know, I was doing well at work, making a move to a no you know yeah. salary job was quite you know risky and and um anyway literally I flew on the Thursday I had an interview with Cam on the Sunday and then literally the following week I got the job with Allsop wow um and within a couple of months I was I was over in Dubai so again it was it was really through friends that I sort of fell into real estate if you like and and, and joined Allsop so so what was the deciding factor do you think in you not not the move to Allsop in particular but just that made you think, okay, I'm going to leave this successful career I've got and take, take the jump to Dubai? Do you know what? It was, I think at the time, I'd been in London for 14 years. It was a long time. And, um, you know, I had done, you know, well where I was at and I just wanted a bit more progression. And at the time, you know, a lot of my friends were settling down and, and it just felt like a, a good move, you know. I had no, no ties. Um, I mean, everyone thought I was mental for doing it and I remember my mum and dad saying this is such a bad idea why would you do that you know you're secure I had a house in London um and I just thought you know what I'm just going to risk it I'm going to take take the leap and I'm glad I did it was it's paid off um so yeah it's and then you didn't start in commercial with us did you no I didn't so I actually started in residential lettings and it was a couple of months in actually I'm not even sure whether you remember this but you actually sent me an email to say you know could we have a meeting and instantly I was like I panic all the time if someone sends me an email. What, 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 my yeah. trouble. Um, and I remember obviously meeting with you and you, you said, you know, there's a position come available within the commercial department. You know, we think you'd be very well suited for it. And I remember at the time being very apprehensive about it because, you know, even though I'd been in the real estate industry for a number of years prior to obviously moving over here, 
commercial wasn't really a big segment within the business of my previous company. And I remember just thinking to myself, oh, you know, but what about this? And is there enough business? And firing like thousands of questions at you. And I think you said, meet with Emra, who was the head of commercial, and just see how you get on. And I remember meeting Emra instantly, you know, having a bond with him and thinking, actually, no, I really want to give it a go. And even that was a risk, to be honest, because I remember really having to think about it because I'd been in branches and I just about got under my, you know, where everything was and the process of residential lettings. And then I remember thinking, oh, you know, I'm going to have to start again. And and I remember those first few months when I did join the commercial department, it was, it's a whole new world, you know, it's new processes, it's learning about licenses, visa capacities. There's lots of, you know, differences really um you know within commercial and residential well that was my that was my next question and maybe you've you kind of already half answered it but what are the biggest differences between the residential side and commercial i mean there's a lot there is lots of differences and there's lots of challenges um you know in commercial i think at the moment one of the main problems that we're having with the commercial um you know sector itself is that there is a real lack of um supply um, whereas residential, obviously, you know, you've got off-plan projects, you've got lots of secondary market that you can sell, you can cross-sell areas. Whereas with commercial, you don't really have that beauty. You know, if somebody is looking for something in the DMCC, for example, you know, we're restricted to, to looking within JLT. You know, we can't really say, oh, what about this location or something like that. And I think that predominantly is is a real big issue at the moment, is the is the supply and demand. Yeah, I, I, and we've mentioned on the, the podcast a couple of times before, and there doesn't seem to be any developers who are really looking to launch or develop new commercial not projects the, or buildings? I think not in the immediate future anyway. It's um, at the moment, you know, we are limited in, in terms of what we can what we can offer people in the areas that we can offer. Um, you know, there is obviously talks about new buildings potentially coming up, but I think what a long time. The flip side of that, which uh, you, you'll know better than me, can be good for some people in the market is one, the returns are great at the moment because new tenants... Uh, new commercial tenants coming in don't have yeah. a, a lot to choose from. And I was talking to to Emma, who you mentioned a moment ago last week, and some of the people that brought offices off him maybe two or three years ago, which coming out of COVID, the, the returns that they're making now is phenomenal. Insane. I mean, I'm very passionate about um, the commercial market. You know, I, I really do do a lot of research and I'm very, you know, honest with clients. And I remember joining the team and obviously commercial is slightly different, whereas we do a lot of everything by a per square foot basis, for example. And I remember a couple of years ago when I joined the team, things that were selling for, say, a thousand per square foot are now selling two and a half thousand per square foot. And that increase is just insane. And to be honest with you, the way that the market is going and with the, you know, the influx of, you know, new investors and and residents to to, to Dubai... I don't think it's going to slow down anytime soon. And, and because of that, the prices are still so strong and, and rising. Yeah. So who is coming to Dubai at the moment? What um, industries or businesses or who is it you guys are talking to at the moment? Because I know there's a healthy interest from within Dubai and people starting yeah. up business or, or expanding. But are people always interested in who's coming, who's yeah. making the move to Dubai at the moment? It, it's it, There's a lot of, you know, obviously uh, European companies that are coming across, perhaps making, you know, Dubai one of their mo- more central hubs or, you know, developing their MENA region and having a, a head office based in Dubai. And that ranges, to be honest with you, from tech companies to retail companies. I think, you know, th- there is a... 
there's, there's a, it's a good variety, if you like, of, of companies that are setting up. But what you tend to find at the minute is it's not just current businesses that are expanding. It's also new businesses that are coming into Dubai that are setting up for yeah. one reason or another. And again, we've referenced them a couple of times, but again, I was talking to him last week <clears> and he's absolutely adamant that on the residential side, the market's going to stay strong for at least a couple yeah. of years yet. And based on the fact of so many businesses are coming up, coming over and setting up within Dubai. And just the job creation, and we've seen the, sorry to, no, it's okay. uh, we've seen uh, the population increase by 50,000 people so yeah. far this year. So just the sheer amount of, and I always like to look at the commercial market as well, because it is a good indicator, but these jobs and businesses, sorry, these business and, businesses and industries that are setting up, they need people to work in them. Exactly. And that will power the residential and, side. And also, you know, you could almost say it starts with commercial, really, of yeah. how the market is going to flow. Because if you think about it, the majority of people that are living in Dubai or, you know, wanting to move to Dubai, you have to be on a working visa. And all of those businesses that set up here have to have some form of commercial entity. So it's, it's, that's why I think the prices are where they are and where they're going to continue to grow to, to be honest with you. Yeah, 100% agree. And maybe for, for some people watching, they've maybe not thought of commercial in that way. It kind of is the gatekeeper to, it is, yeah, to Dubai it is. in a way in terms of predicting the next 6, 12, 18, yeah, 18 months in terms exactly. of what's going to happen in the wider market. And the, obviously the common topic at most dinner parties, barbecues, etc., is the residential market. How much has your rent gone up? Have you seen how much that house has sold for down the street? They don't, maybe don't realise the, the commercial I mean, you know, it. obviously we do get a lot of investors that, you know, perhaps have only, re, you know, invested in residential properties. And, you know, people that, that are investing in commercial real estate, it's, it's a great business because they hold value, I personally think, so much better than somewhere in a residential building. And also there's other things to consider. For example, you know, when you're getting a tenant into, a, into your office space, you know, they're going to look after it because they've got clients that are coming yeah. to visit the office. You know, there's an expectation that, you know, things need to be presentable at all times, whereas you could rent something out and perhaps, you know, you, the tenants don't quite look after it as well or there's problems, whereas with commercial, you don't really tend to have that. And again, because you don't have new buildings, you know, going up all the time or new areas to explore, you know, those buildings that they've invested in are, are making them a serious yeah. profit. And these tenants tend to be long-term as well, because by the time you've paid all your fit-out costs, your design costs and, and everything else. Yeah, you tend to find that realistically, you know, even for tenants, you're looking at two years plus, because by the time they, they've set up business, they've sent, you know, business cards, whatever, yeah. you know, it's more hassle than it's worth to then move. Um, so you're getting a solid income. So we're talking about the returns that are available in the commercial market. Is there any catches? Is there a barrier to entry? Can anyone, not walk off the street, but can, can anyone buy commercial real estate? Anyone can buy commercial real estate. Um, like I said, at the moment, we have a good, a lot of opportunities. Just for example, off the top of my head, we have something 1,700 square foot. So not a massive office. Um, but that's achieving a net return of over 10%. Now, realistically, the lowest you really find, or what we would call a, a decent ROI, it starts from around 7%. But we do have one's opportunities that are you know, 12% ROI. It's really a no-brainer, in my opinion, um, when you're comparing market and what you can get for your money. Yeah, no, it isn't. Like we mentioned previously, you, you, your tenant's probably going to be an, an established business. They're going to be there for a number of years. You're probably going to get a one-check payment. Yeah. So it's, it's a very, very attractive and market. And it's very much more, it's more sustain, sustainable. You, yeah. know? you know you're not going to have any problems with the tenants. Like you said, one-check payments, maybe a good company, 
I mean, there is the caveat to that is there is advantages. It's like central London yeah. and central Dubai, really, really low returns comparably to what you can get on the outskirts. But on the residential side, they maintain the value. They're yeah. always popular in demand. They'll always rise quickly. The, the location's excellent. But as a cold hard investment, then, I, and actually in a lot of lots of major cities around the world, it is the commercial market that most investors yeah. like to play in the most, yeah. if, if you want to use the word play. And then they'll dabble more on the residential side, whereas here it seems to be a bit of the, the No, it side. is, yeah. And like I said, I've been out with clients that, you know, when we've had a conversation and they've said, oh, I'm looking to invest in, in um, you know, residential, for example. And once I've had a conversation and educated them and guided them in terms of what I think is a, a good investment, they've actually changed and said, actually, no, you're right. Maybe I should go down the commercial route. And that's how we've gone and they've purchased through offices through us because of that reason, because they've been educated, that know, someone that knows the market and is passionate about the market as well. Yeah, I 100% agree. Okay, the next point I've got on my points of discussion that's provided by our fantastic marketing team and cash is PK and Jade to discuss the funny questions, situations that you faced as a commercial real estate consultant. Right, Okay. Now, I do have a very funny story. So this happened probably about a year or so ago now. And I was in the middle of a uh, contract signing in Almas Towers in JLT. Now, Almas Towers is quite renowned for being high security because predominantly the businesses in there specialize in jewelry and gems. And um, we were in the middle of this meeting and my tenant had accidentally set off the silent security alarm in the no. office. And none of us had, but none of us knew. We were just sitting there casually chatting about the thing. And I'm not joking, within a couple of minutes, there was armed security pushed, <laughs> bursting through the doors, <laughs> thinking that we were robbing the office. <laughs> and I was thinking... Oh, what is going on? And there were so many different languages going on. The landlord at the time, because he was in his office, but the current tenants, tenancy hadn't yet ended, but they weren't in the actual yeah. office. And so the police arrived and the, the, the landlord was showing him the title. Hey, it's me. This is my title deed. Um, it, was, it was a very funny story. To be honest, it was actually quite traumatic. I was going to say, We were in yeah. there for four hours getting... A- afterwards, like, Yes, clearance. because it was yeah. making sure that, you know, it was a legitimate thing, what we were doing. God, that was... That was a really funny story. That was about a year or so ago that that happened. So is it like a proper SWAT team that came through the door with they, the guns well, drawn? Well, yeah, it was, and... it was literally, honestly, I was like, ah! um, but no, it was it was a very funny situation, to be honest. But we, we you know, we encounter lots you of You laughed about things. it afterwards. I mean, at the time, I was absolutely traumatised. I was thinking I was going to get in Albarsha, yeah. but um, no, yeah, now it was, it was funny looking back. It was a funny situation. And like I said, it was a lot of it was there was so many different languages no one really understood what was going on especially for the first two minutes of just chaos yeah Yeah. it was just pure chaos until we obviously you know explained what was going on so So how did he set the alarm off did you ever find out basically what he was doing was he was inspecting the office and he tapped something in the under like one of the desks and a noise sort of triggered but no one really paid attention to what it was and um, nothing happened. And then, like I said, literally a couple of minutes later, armed wow. security barged through the door and was like, what's going on? You know, who's robbing the... Let's see your IDs. Da, da, da. It was, so uh, be careful. Anyone ever visiting that go. tower not Almost to go towers. to... At least you know it's secure. Uh, yeah. So, it's a good place to have an office, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um, JLT, I know you've, you've mentioned it a couple of times now. It's got to yeah. be one of the most transacting areas for commercial. It is, but it is. What are the other, like, main... Business Bay and downtown, I yep. think, are also, you know, uh, very, very prominent in, um, in the commercial 
you know, most transactions. Um, also DIFC as well. I would say they're the main four um, real areas where you know, you're generating the most. most uh, it makes revenue. sense. And it, people probably have the same thoughts as when we're looking for a tower. You need something that's got good road networks, that's got all the, it sounds daft, but all the cafes and restaurants exactly. for people to go to, public transport, like yeah. the metro going to them. And, yeah, and it's else. very important. And as I said, you know, that's about knowing your client, you know, what amenities, what grade tower they're looking for, you know, is it close to the metro? Have they got workers? Got You know, there's lots of factors that, you know, to think about really. Um, but those four are, are, the, are the, the big ones. Biggest. Although I do say that about us and we're sat in the middle of Motor well, City yeah. and we can see deserts out the window. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is true. Okay, moving on. What do you think it takes to be, to be a good commercial real estate agent? For me, I think what, what it takes to be a good commercial agent is having that knowledge, you know, understanding the processes of, you know, what, what license people require in particular areas, if they're looking for 40 people to be in office, what's the visa capacity? How big do they need that office to be? And at the end of the day, people can't argue with facts. You know, we, a lot of the time, commercial properties is done on a per square foot basis. And people, it, it's not an emotional transaction, if you like. It's very much a business-minded, does this work? Is it in a good tower? Is it near the metro? Is it going to work for, you know, my uh, yep. clients, things like that? And so it's, it's a lot more business-driven, if that makes sense. Business-driven. I'd say from an observation for me, for watching you guys work daily, is you need so much more patience, especially some of the multinationals and they have procurement departments, legal departments, sign-off departments. It, it can take months for a transaction months. to go through. I mean, just to give you an idea, I had um, an international law firm that I was setting up in, in MENA region and I have literally been working with them for 10 months. And that's yeah. it, only now, after 10 months, have we managed to secure one. And that's not because there was nothing for them. It was because they were, you know, I was trying to educate them about the process. You know, this is how much it costs for a per square foot. This is what you need to do, you know, and guiding them. And, and you know, and at the end of it, they had a great experience with, with myself and Allsop as well. And that's something I take great pride in is, you know, managing clients' expectations and, and building that key rapport. I'm not looking to, to do a, a quick deal. Yeah. You know, people that I put into a rental this year could be my buyers next year. And it's really important that they have a good relationship to, to come back. Yeah, 100%. Backwards. So I'm going to talk marketing quickly now. So obviously you did the job in London a few yeah. years ago now. Like we all worked a few years ago in the yeah. state agents in the UK. But the modern day, and it feels like even on, on a half yearly basis, the world changes so much in terms of technology. So... How are things different or how do you market differently now than what you did maybe back when you worked in London? I remember when we were in London and we were touting. It was a big thing. You know, we, we used to like print previously sold yeah. or what's on the market. And we used to door knock. Yeah. We used to do it a lot, especially like on a Saturday or something like that. And, and, and thinking back now, it's crazy. And to be honest, even when I first started here, I think I even went to Carl and Lewis and was like, you know, how do you guys get the market share? You know, how are you, can we not do this? Can we, what about touting? And it was such a, even back then, I thought it was a really good idea. Yeah. That was a few years ago now, obviously, but it has changed and developed, you know, so much. You know, social media plays a key thing. Commercial LinkedIn also plays like a critical role in, you know, getting our brand out there to, to these businesses and attracting, um, you know, big companies uh, to us to, 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 to sell things. Yeah, and this is something we're, we're focusing on. So even a year ago, I think most people would talk social media. Yeah. And it would be like a coverall for all the different platforms. But... Even from a company point of view, and you've just highlighted LinkedIn there, 
every channel has a different audience. It really so li- does. LinkedIn for commercial, I agree, 100% is You're not going to get, you are. know, companies necessarily checking TikTok. Yeah. You know, their main focus is going to be, you know, LinkedIn, um, I would say, uh, or, or our website, to be honest with you. Um, that's what I would say are the two main um, social media channels that we, that we use or attract business for commercial. Good. I've got some quick fire questions to finish. Okay. The first one is Dubai versus home, which home is the UK. Okay. What's one thing you love from each place? Home would obviously be my family and friends. Um, Dubai, I think the opportunity. Everything else. <laughs> yeah. uh, anything else? No, everything else. Oh, like. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Dubai would be the opportunities. Yeah. The opportunities. That that's, a good, that's a good way to put it. Sure. Uh, I did actually hear um, someone describe Dubai a few months ago now, but I quite liked it as the land of opportunity. It is, Things yeah. borrowed off America used to be like, like the land of hope. But yeah, it's the land of opportunity. Yeah. Um, if you could be anything other than a commercial or maybe even a real estate agent, what would it be? Um, I used to go to drama school, so I, I think it would definitely be something within performing arts. Well, Christian's going to be on to you here. Oh, Just sat no. off camera there. You'll be featuring on all <laughs> no. sorts all of adverts. And... This is it. <laughs> um, what advice would you give to your younger self? I think the most important thing is to have tenacity tenacity and to work hard and to not give up and I truly believe that this job I remember everyone thinking I was absolutely crazy for moving over here with nothing you know with no salary and one I'm quite stubborn so I do like to prove a point but two you know this job is so mentally it's a mental thing more than anything else and even now there's days where I'm like oh there's got to be an easier way to make money like this is just you know, you lose a big deal or you sit in the office all day calling out and get nothing from it. You know, it's so mentally draining. But the if you just keep persisting, and that's all it is, you know, I, I've had many conversations with Emra and thinking like, oh, I can't do this anymore. It's just having that persistence and the hard work. It's graft. You know, it really is. And I think that now, once you put in that initial six months a year, then you sort of start to reap the rewards do you know what? I think that we could actually take that clip and give it to the recruitment team because I think you've summed up what you need for this job. Yeah. And I've, um, I've just started reading a book that was recommended to me. Probably loads of people have read it called Atomic Habits. Yes. But it, it's about that. And it's about you don't, um, you start these habits, but you, or, and in our case, you start the job. You don't really see the results straight away. But no. when, you, when the results do come through, it, it does explode. And it might take six to 12 months yeah. for that to and it's, and it's heart-wrenching. It's really like, it's soul-destroying. Being in that office for six, seven hours a day and all you're doing is calling through and you're just hearing no, no, whatever, having the phone slam down, it is so disheartening. But the reality of it is, is if you just look past that and just push on. And I think, you know, like I said, having that drive and that tenacity to just go for it I think it do, really does make all the difference it really so, does come to Allsop and Allsop we'll destroy your soul and then we'll build, <laughs> build you back up again <laughs> okay last one before we finish what's the best thing to happen in 2023 um, I think it would have to be that I've just purchased a, an apartment here my first oh, I apartment know. amazing yeah, congratulations yeah, thank you um, so I've just purchased in Dubai Hills which is where I'm currently renting now so I love the area brilliant and, community yeah yeah, I love it. And uh, yeah, just purchased a pro- property there. My first met, one well, over here. Superb. Congratulations. Thank you. But on a, a serious note, because I'm not joking about soul, soul destroying, this is the opportunity that, that you can have. And I know from Carl and Lewis, they absolutely love to hear stories like that. So, yeah. And the way you're going, I'm sure it'll be the first of 
the first of a few, hopefully. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Good. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks it's for having me. It's been a really, me. really good conversation. I've enjoyed you. that. Thank you, everyone, for watching. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, please follow, like, subscribe. Any comments, questions, or anything else you want to say to us, please leave in any of the comment sections. Thank you.